This episode was recorded on Wednesday the 7th of June 2023. At the time of this recording, all statistics were correct. All views represented by the participants are purely individual and are not intended to represent the opinions of Source Capital or the wider sourced group. Don't invest unless you're prepared to lose money. This is a high-risk investment and you may not be able to access your money easily and are unlikely to be protected if something goes wrong. You're listening to the Source Property Podcast, your number one source of tips and tricks for starting your property business. Hello and welcome back to the Source Property Podcast. I'm John Wilson, the Relationship Director here at Source Capital, and today joining me is Derek Pratt, our Commercial Director at Source Capital. Hi everyone. Just to give you a quick overview of today's podcast, we'll be discussing some big news within the finance industry, announced by the Bank of England recently. Uh, We'll be looking at the rise of interest rates, we'll be looking at what that means for investors and people out there in the uh, property investment industry as well. And we'll also be looking at is property still a good investment within 2023 and what trends effectively going to need to change. Uh, So let's get into it. Let's start talking about the economy. Derek? Yeah, the economy. Why bother? It's a good point, well made, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why does it interest me, and, and why should anyone care? I guess. Um, well, there's a lot going on. I think yep. that's the key issue. You know, never has there been more going on with the economy than there is right now. Um, yes, it's you know, it interests some of us more than others. But you know, the bottom line is, where do you want to go? Last two or three years, we've had COVID. We've got Ukraine. We've got China lockdown. We've got. You know, we've got strikes going on, we've got inflation, we've got interest rates, we've got, we've got, we've got, where does it, you know, where do you stop? Everything is the economy. Yes. So, you know, yes, it will, uh, bits of that impact us in different ways and we'll feel it in different ways, but um, yeah, it's, there's a hell of a lot going on in the economy right now. And it's difficult because we've come into this podcast so far in and we've had different webinars where we've discussed it and different things. So. Over the last, let's say, six weeks, let's break it down to that. What big news has happened and what's yet to come, really? Yeah, uh, that's a great thing to say, obviously. I guess, yeah, where do we where do we stop? So, yeah, last six weeks, we've got the Bank of England completely missing its targets. Absolute fallout from that with regards to interest rates. UK economy figures looking pretty ordinary at best, uh, sometimes terrible, sometimes less terrible. Uh, but you know, every single one of us is, is feeling the cost delivery crisis in some way, shape or form. Yep. And I think as, we'll, as we go through this chat, I'm sure we'll get into how that's impacting us with regards to interest rates, the housing market, mortgage rates. Uh, but I can't help thinking that you know, just the last six weeks have seen a massive massive impact on the mortgage market about just the last two weeks have seen something like 15 percent of all mortgage products dropped yep. because of massive uncertainty around the rates and what's the reason for them dropping that apart from the uncertainty is it because they're looking to increase their rates and not sure what to increase them to is it because they want to still be competitively viable and want to keep a lower rate but they're unsure so what's um, the main reason uncertainty is the main reason right, for all yeah. lenders um what's underpinning the problem with fixed rates is pretty much the Bank of England missing its target. Um, it gave its inflation target, where they thought inflation was going to be, where they thought the, the, you know, the, the improvements were going to be. 
and just two weeks after that it was proven that that wasn't right so yes inflation down to 8.7 isn't it great news we're in single figures for the first time since last summer i think last august Could have been, yeah. um but do you know what no it wasn't great news because it even the bank of england only two weeks earlier said that was going to be lower and you look at some of the figures that are under that that drop i mean effectively that 1.4 percent drop was all all energy prices just in that month so yeah there's still an underlying issue bottom line is everything's higher for longer at the moment so inflation is now being predicted to be higher for longer interest rates are going to be higher for longer which means mortgage rates are going to be higher for longer which means we're going to be an area of certainty for an uncertainty for longer so if let's say the interest uh, the inflation rate starts to drop and continues to drop will that effectively uh, lower prices um yeah that's well, weirdly it won't lower prices all it will do is is slow down the increase in prices so what we've seen is this massive increase in everything that we do so food energy housing costs clothing going out enjoying ourselves you name it everything pretty much anything we do has seen this increase over you know over recent recent times through this whole inflation episode it you know no they're not they're not going down that's the yeah. problem probably but what's 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 not happening because inflation is where we are today based to where we were 12 months ago that massive steep increase isn't happening so where where we saw these really big increases 12 months ago they're now dropping out this basket of, of goods and services that inflation's judged against so no weirdly you know lower inflation doesn't mean prices are coming down i mean deflation means that prices are coming down yeah. what it means is the rapid increase is, is slowing down so that's you know obviously that's a, it's a good thing because uh, it helps us plan perfect and that kind of leads us into something that we probably is going to get into for the majority of this cost of living crisis what do you do to combat it do you look at different investments do you look at property because everyone's feeling it no matter who you are if you're an investor with a wide portfolio you're still feeling it if you're a single parent living at home you're definitely feeling it so what yeah. can you do to try and combat that really and yeah i think uh, if there was an easy answer to that i guess everyone would have sorted it yeah i think what you've got to do is 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 look at your options and that's the key issue because it will impact everything you're out you know that high high inflation that but inflation itself doesn't mean you know everyone feels it the same way because it largely depends what in that basket of goods impacts you but you know i think the uh, even like the key components of you know food increases or something like 25 percent over the last i think it's two or three years now like the basics in that eggs pasta you know anything that everyone wants everything that you would think would be a go-to to try and keep you know try and keep some money in your pocket is going up so yeah i don't think there's one answer to that mate it's it's going to be have a look at everything that you do have a look at all your costs have a look at where you spend it have a look at uh but i think where you know what what is not just going out of your pocket today but what you your liabilities are coming forward and i think mm -hmm. that's the big thing for me about you know is is economics boring why be bothered about inflation why be bothered about cost living why be bothered about interest rates because you've actually got to use that to plan what you're going to do tomorrow yes yeah, yeah. you know and when we come to mortgage rates we'll never get a bigger example than that you know was it 1.2 1.5 million 
households coming off fixed rates yep. in the rest of this year. Well, if you're not mindful of what that's going to cost you, you're in for a horrible shot. Yeah, individually and as a portfolio investor. Massively, yeah. yeah. Massively. Because I'm guessing the majority of people listening today are within the property industry and that needs to somehow come with a change of tact, whether it's looking at a different strategy altogether with that property, whether it's looking at offloading some of the properties or whether it's looking at holding, fixing for a long term and just hoping to weather the storm with them. Yeah, all of the above, mate. Absolutely yeah. all of the above. You know, where do you go? Um, you know, do people still want to own? Yeah, people want to own, but people are now taking 35 year mortgages. I was just chatting upstairs before, I think it was something like 19% of all first time buyers are taking mortgages of 35 years or longer. I mean, you're crippled with debt forever. Yeah. Um, so that's going to change everything regarding your policy. So it doesn't mean properties are a bad investment. It yeah. just means you'll change how you view that as part of your longer term investment, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Totally makes sense. Um, so uh, is the UK doing well? Is it not? We've spoke about cost of living. We've spoke about inflation. We've spoke about everything else. Are we in a bad spot? Are we in a good spot? Are we in the middle? Well, I saw the news. Jeremy Hunt got very happy the other day. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's personal opinion. Let's 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 not use politics as part of it. But for someone to be so excited that we're no longer bottom of the G seven because we're predicting zero point four percent growth if everything goes great doesn't feel great to me. Yeah. If I'm honest, it feels like we're still a bit naff, but on the plus side, Germany are now predicted to be worse. So um, <laughs> that appears to be reason for celebrations. But look, that's pretty flat. 0.4% does not leave any kind of uh, margin for, uh, for error. And certainly I don't see it as being... Keeps us just out of a recession now. Just. Just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, absolutely that. And depends who you listen. I was reading some like PwC, KPMG stuff, and you know they're predicting that if it kind of goes all right, it's 0.2 percent growth. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't quite go all right, it's minus 0.8. And so yeah, we're we're we're, we're bubbling along a little bit, mate. And I, I I don't see great reasons to be cheerful, but less reasons to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about interest rates of the Bank of England base rate. We've touched on change of tack within property. A lot of people out there, the media in particular, is saying property prices are going up one week, going up one week in a different publication, and then the same week in a different publication, you're down 3%, 5%. What is actually happening out there? <laughs> is there any way to break the news? God, I wish I knew, mate. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> 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 You're right at the front of that, aren't you? Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, if we'd have believed what we'd have read when going into COVID, the world was going to collapse, the housing market was going to fall over. It, it grew. Yeah. Because people sorted out, you know, housing. If we then talk about what happened when we came out of COVID, the interest rates are going up. Someone predicted, you know, what was it? It was only November. Bank of England predicted the worst recession of like, a century. Yeah, forever, yeah. And we're now talking about we're not going to have a recession. Uh, house prices coming down 11% was something I saw not very long ago, yeah. you know, and that was if, if everything went well. Since then, it hasn't. You know, it's been massive or robust. Um, I think that if there's, let's depersonalise this, I guess, but the numbers would suggest that, that property is robust. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how in a fairly short term or with my limited intellect, we, we, you know, we can pull together the dichotomy of we haven't got enough houses. We've got more people still need somewhere to live. Buying a house is really tricky. So therefore they're going to rent. Rental market is tricky because what the government are doing and, you know, it's not easy yeah. to, to, to sort out the right buy to let product. But you actually, yeah, there are issues within it, but I think the wider the wider piece is property is always going to be robust. Yeah, because there's always going to be a demand for it and there's going to be a rental market and there's going to be a housing market. I just don't see how it, why we've got a demand that outstrips supply. The numbers are growing for people that are in that demand bracket and the supply bracket is never catching it up. I just can't see how that doesn't add up to it being properties going to stand the test of time. Yeah, which we've seen so far, obviously with the deals that we assess, with the deals that we're live with, there's not really been any difficulty in the end of a project to either refinance that or sell that. There's been challenges, there's been lenders which have pulled products, there's been sales which have fallen through, but there's always them being somebody else right behind it. So we've seen that over the last what, three years and we continue to see that with the loans that are coming to us as a fight to buy these properties because more than one investor is looking to buy them and that's what I've had personally. I've looked at two properties, put an offer on two properties, they were on the market for less than two weeks and they sold for more than what they were listed at. Yeah. And it's just it does a bidding war still on yeah. properties. It's not what the doom and gloom says, even though from my personal experience anyway. No, I think you summed it up brilliantly. It, it's you know, you'll read one headline, it says one thing, you read another, it says something completely different. I think the reality is do your research, read the story below the headlines yeah. because the real life market is still massively active. I mean there's you know some frightening stats. First was it first four months of this year, mortgage approvals is down something like thirty eight percent. Yeah. So you hear that and you think, my God, the market must be quiet. Well, actually no, because there's less stock on the market. So the the prices are still holding steady. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um and you know, coming back to your earlier point, I think if you've got the right people doing the right things and understanding what they should be doing, they'll still be successful in this. I think, you know, there was a point where you could kind of make money despite yourself. And I think that might have disappeared now. And but the, the people who get it will still do all right. Let's fire a question directly at you then. It's a question that a lot of the source capital investors ask me pretty much every time there's a Bank of England base rate increase. They always ask about the source capital rates of return. One, you get it from borrowers, which are asking, oh, am I still able to, to pay the rate? The other side of it is investors are asking, am I potentially, are we going to increase our rate? So at the minute, source capital, for anyone who doesn't know, we're a peer-to-peer -peer investment platform that offers first charge investments. Uh, for up to 12% per annum. And 12% a year ago, two years ago, was such a high number in comparison to the base rate. Obviously that's been chipped away slightly, but I'll let you take the lead on that and give your explanation of where we are as a business, why that's still a fantastic rate for our investors and how that would operate. Okay, I guess like a lot of the economy, it's all about predictions and sentiment. So yes, inflation peaked at 11.1% and the whole ability anywhere to try and get a return on your cash that was staying in front of inflation 
was ridiculously difficult. The fact that we could do that and have done that all the way through up to the peak and it is on its way down now, I think was a massive achievement by us. So being able to offer those investors 12% returns and actually deliver it as we have, you know, as I point in time, 100% return, all capital, all interest, despite those seismic economic shocks has been a great effort by us. Interest rates are going to, you know, interest rates are going to go up. Yes, they're going to have to. Inflation is going to come down. That is a fact. But, you know, that, that we had 12 consecutive interest rate rises to base rate. If you've got your money in the bank, you ain't seeing your returns going up from next to, you know, quarter percent every time the rates yeah. go up. It doesn't happen. No, no, no. Um, so do I think we'll change our rates? No. Do I think 12% was uh, was deliverable? Yes, it's been proven. Yep. Is it a rate that our borrowers understand? Yes, it's 1% a month. Yeah. You, know, you can build that into your build costs. If it doesn't work as part of your development costs, it doesn't work. And everyone knows that. It's part of our assessment. It's part of the developer's assessment. So I think from the borrower's point of view, they've had the stability of knowing that our rate wasn't going to change. So if they'd have been into a mortgage that has seen incremental rates and they were working on the fact that it was going to cost them 3% and all of a sudden it's costing them 9, 10, 12% at that point, they've just thrown the calculations and the initial assessment straight out the window. It's, you know, it's going to come back and hurt. I just think the fact that we've been able to offer stability from a borrower's point of view and the investor's point of view, and we can sit here saying that model works yeah. from all angles. We can prove it works. I think, uh, again, it's it's just proven by demonstrable evidence that it works. So from an investor and a borrower point of view, there's no anticipation or expectation that will change those returns. Yeah, and that kind of explains the way that we've grown over time. We've had reinvestment from pretty much all of our investors that have come through the platform. We've generated new inquiries, new business from standard buy to let investors that are looking to do what we mentioned earlier, just slightly alter their strategy from holding properties, expecting or hoping for capital growth and largely eroding the cash flow that they've got because interest rates are moving from a fixed rate to either a new fixed rate or a variable rate. So difficult. So yeah, a lot of investors are now looking at alternative ways to invest into property. Well, you know, back to that, what is the what is the reinvestment rate on that? Uh, reinvestment rate as uh, a, I'd probably say 92, 93%. So yeah, it's it's pretty high across Yeah, when you say it's pretty high, that's that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it just shows how powerful it still is. And the, the investors that are asking, I think they're doing it out of a bit of a, oh, come on, can we increase it? They know really that we're still, probably three or 4% above what the industry kind of dictates for a first charge loan. But it's still a question that I thought I'd ask while we're talking about interest rates. Well, I think you should ask it again. I think the fact that we've been able to be consistent and stable where others who were offering lower returns, mm -hmm. but have kind of said, the, you know, when the rates started to go up, yeah. it, you know, is it, is it coincidental that they're not in the market for retail money anymore? Well, it can't be, can it? Because the, the offers, what they were putting on the table just didn't make sense anymore. Whereas, again, I'm slightly biased because we're the inside looking out, but 90% reinvestment rate would suggest it's echoed by the outside looking in that 12% you know, is great. 
while the rates are low, 12% still great, while the rates are slightly higher, but there's still a massive disparity between getting whatever you're getting, 25 3%, 3.5% and getting 12%, if that as a target rate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great place to finish, really. Uh, we've talked about everything in the uh, the industry as property, everything within, well, most things within uh, the economy. Uh, so any other good news, bad news, anything in the middle that you can think of? Good news. <laughs> Let's go good news. Let's finish on a high. Let me say you're talking about inflation going through the roof. You know, <laughs> Sorry about your mortgage coming off at two percent. It's going to be five when you reinvest. Um, yeah, let's go. Good news. Now, where are we going to be? Interest rates are coming down. No, no sorry, interest rates aren't coming down, but the growth of that interest rate will slow down. Mm -hmm. You know, depends who you talk to. Where's it going to peak? Five, five and a quarter, five and a half. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. You know, they need to do that. You know, I don't, there has to be an increase um, just to keep momentum going where it is to keep price. You know, keep some kind of cap on wage rises and everything that goes with it. But we'll see it stop. You know, 12 on the trot won't be 24 on the trot. So that will start happening. There'll be some stability on there. Inflation will come down. Without a doubt, yeah. it will come down. It is coming down and it will come down further. I think the feel good point of view from, from us all will then you know, as we get towards the end of the year, we suddenly see these things that have just been going up, going down, we'll start feeling that that pound in our pocket is now sort of worth a quid again, uh, as opposed to being worth 89p, as, yeah, it, yeah, as it was yeah. last time. Um, I do genuinely, personally, think that the housing market won't pull off the edge of a cliff anyway, anytime soon. That's good to know. Well, I just, I just can't see how it can. Yeah. I don't see how it can, you know, the mortgage market will calm. I just think that, you know, ultimately, yes, it's been tough. Yes, there's been, you know, I could say seismic economic shocks, but, you know, some of those are now coming to an end. The energy prices are coming down. Well, hey, yeah. um, you know, I can be able to live again, not just take the house, <laughs> um, you know burning limbs to try and save money <laughs> um, but you know all of those things are are calming down and I think yeah it'll just feel a better place by the end of the year good so that's it for today we hope that you found that useful looking at everything uh, that we've talked about remember as an investor it's important to stay informed with market trends whether that's listening to podcasts like this whether it's looking at news articles out there or other places for information uh, if you enjoyed today's episode please make sure that you subscribe and follow our podcast and stay tuned for future episodes where we'll tackle more exciting topics uh, related to property investment. More exciting than economics. How are we thinking that, Del? Wow. <laughs> Marketing told me to say that bit. Sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there must be something else that's happening more exciting. There has to be. They told me to say it. Okay. <laughs> There's an actually series coming up. We can go with that. <laughs> uh, so don't forget to share the podcast with fellow property enthusiasts, and as always, any questions, just let us know. You're listening to the Source Property Podcast, your number one source of tips and tricks for starting your property business.